0: As we continue to broadcast live from ESTO 2022, we're heading down to Kentucky, Franklin, Kentucky, to be specific. We're talking with Amy and Megan. And on this episode of the podcast, as we are live from Mm -hmm. ESTO, Amy, Megan, we are going to Kentucky. Well, not technically, but sort of metaphorically. Friends, how are you?
1: Great.
2: Good. Thanks for having us.
0: Thanks for being here. So... uh, Tell us a little bit about where you guys are from and kind of what stuff we can look forward to doing. I know you guys have been talking to Paige, so she's super excited to talk Kentucky. But um, for those of us who might not be caught up, where are you guys from and and what sort of stuff can we do there?
1: So we are from Franklin, Kentucky, and we are a small town of about 20,000 people. We are in the southern south central part of our state. We're actually on the state line. We're between Nashville and Bowling Green, which is a bigger city in Kentucky. But we're the coolest place on um, I-65, so you need to stop and see us. And um, let's see, what can I tell you about our town? What do you wanna know? Well, so let's start,
0: Amy, with you, you know, how did you get in this role? What What makes you excited about promoting your area? You know, let's let's start with you. So, okay. how did okay. it, uh, tell us your origin story.
1: Okay, I'll tell you. Okay, so I'm actually a native of Franklin, so I grew up there, went away to college, came home, and um, I'm a photojournalist was my degree, so I worked in newspaper for 25 years, and then decided to make the jump to downtown economic development, and um, worked for the Main Street program there for eight years. Sure. And then our tourism director um, retired, so I, said, I think I'd like to do what I've done downtown on a wider scale and so essentially expanded what I was doing. Took the job in March, right a week before COVID hit, which was a great time to switch jobs. I'm going (laughs) to pause you right there and say
0: you are the third person in a day and a half who has started their DMO job. (laughs) four minutes before a global pandemic.
1: It was was a lot. So there's
0: a fraternity here you could join. I need to join that secret society of people who have bad timing. No, we don't touch each other in that. that. Oh my
1: gosh. (laughs) So So I took the tourism position and the first year, honestly, it was work from home and just do the best you can because we needed, among other things, to build up a Portfolio of assets that I didn't have access to for the 30 years that I've been a photographer in our town. So I had my personal stuff, but I didn't have the other. So we had to wait for things to start happening again. So um, we are kind of starting from ground zero at our at our um, DMO with everything, publications, advertising, everything. But when things started to pick up, and they have, we've recovered well. Things are going well. Um, I was able to finally um, bump up to where I was supposed to be when they originally hired me. And then, a couple of months ago, I was able to hire Megan, who has a very similar background than that I have, which is awesome because she worked in the journalism field also. Yeah, I worked in
2: journalism and then I actually worked at uh, the newspaper in Franklin. Not at the same time as Amy. but. The same uh, place. Yeah, same place, and so it was really interesting, and I have the photography and, you know, the writing background, so it really worked out. And I'm actually from Kalamazoo, Michigan, not from Franklin, so this is really exciting for me, because I get to tell everybody where I'm from without doing the hands. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what, what was your, how did you end up in Franklin? Like, what was that journey?
2: Uh, the short version Or the long, either, whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, I went to college in Chicago at Columbia College, Kay. Chicago. Yep. And I was freelancing and realized that I wanted um, a full time gig. And uh, they always tell you, you know, like go immerse yourself in a market and then figure out what, what you want to do. And um, I found Franklin because of its location to a big city, but it also kind of had that small town charm. And I fell in love. And I thought it was going to be a couple year thing. And here I am eight years later. So I've now been at this job just a few months. I just started minute in minute. May and I left newspaper in March. And so it's been just
1: super fun. <laughs> so before she before she left the newspaper, I was already trying to get her to come. <laughs> I was like, I know what I need and I need you to come and do this yeah. and and you'll be great. And I knew that we had we met each other because of the size of the town and the similarities. So I already knew her personally, but um, professionally she's amazing. She's done a great job. Oh, that's wonderful. All right, so what
2: made you fall in love with Franklin? Like, what was it that just really resonated with you? Um, Well, there's so many unique things. Um, You know, the art is super particular to the area. Of course, we have the music influence coming from Nashville and we're in that bubble. Um, I personally love that Johnny Cash and June Carter got married there. I just think it's so cool. I was always a big fan. um, But then, you know, Walk the Line came out and it made the hype even bigger and now, just all of those little details. Um, we have a very cool uh, history museum and center, and uh, you can use it to research your own history, even if you're not from the town, but you can also find like things that happened all the way back to like the Civil War era, because the Civil War was really big sure. there. Yeah. And So we actually have a house. It's the only octagon-shaped brick home in the state of Kentucky, and it's one of few on the historical registry for the country, and uh, it's called Octagon Hall Museum. And um, it was used during the Civil War to actually hide hide uh, Confederate soldiers. So it was like really interesting history. Um, and it just draws you in. Um, eight years later, I'm still learning things. And there's a lot of oral history there too, because so many people are you know either, still around and remember things, like there's a lot of people in town who actually attended the wedding yeah, both um, because both they were allowed to go in the church. Wow. wow! And so they'll say, oh yeah, Johnny walked down the street and that building over there was a flower shop and he went and got her flowers. I mean, there's, there's the oral history. It's just so charming. Yeah, the story um, of
1: how they came to Franklin to do that. So in Tennessee you had to wait three days, but in Kentucky you could do your blood test and get it then and get married the same day. So they came and brought their wedding party but went to the courthouse and we're just gonna get married at the courthouse. So when they walked in and talked to the county judge, the preacher from the Methodist Church, which is across the street, said, well, why don't you just come across the street and I'll marry you in the church? So from the time it took them to get that blood test and go buy flowers, the entire town knew. <laughs> if you didn't get inside the church to watch, which they let everybody in, then you were standing in the courtyard and in the street. I'm, both my grandmothers and my mom we're there, just, I mean, every virtually anybody that found out about it, then that, you know, got to see that. And there's a really iconic picture of them coming out of the steps when they got married. And um, we actually have a big blow up of that where you can stick your face through there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody loves it, it's, it's pretty cool. But um, the church is really, you know, and, the, and they love to tell the story there of the, for their 50th wedding anniversary, which is a couple of years ago. We had um, Charlie Daniels. We had a huge concert and um, Charlie Daniels and Carleen Carter came and played and, and they retold the story. They actually had the recording of the wedding and they played that in the church. Oh, wow. And, and it was really neat. And a lot of their family came. We, it was really cool.
2: And we had people come from all over the country because they were just insane fans. And they, I mean, it was an opportunity to be that close. I mean, not only Carleen, mm-hmm. that's June's daughter. And so she was like just there walking around and just talking to people and she'd be like, Mama and Papa, and we're mm-hmm. like, <laughs> We're never
1: gonna get used to that. Yeah. So, yeah, um,
2: really but you cool. should also talk about the inn.
1: Oh yeah. So we have a we have a this is silly, We're, We have a new attraction <laughs> that's not new. That's about two hundred years old. The Sanford Duncan Inn is one of the attractions that we have there. That um, wasn't in the Sanford Duncan. The, the person and his family lived there. It was a. 300-acre farm. We have about an acre of it now that was donated back to us, and the inn is still standing there. When I say inn, it's virtually a two-room shack cabin type wow. structure, yeah. but it's it was on the um, Cumberland Parkway at the time, which was the road from Louisville to Nashville, which is now 31W, because they built the interstate beside it. But the stagecoaches would stop twice in the morning and twice in the evening, and you could spend the night, or you could just stop in and have a drink, or you know get out and walk around. But the cool thing about it is, if you look at the map of Kentucky across the bottom, it goes straight and dips down, and it comes back up and it goes straight. We're the dip, which I'm not supposed to say we're the dip in Kentucky, <laughs> we're definitely the triangular dog yeah. dip in Kentucky. And the way that happened is when the surveyors came, the um, Duncans wanted all of their farm included in the Kentucky side, so the the tale is that they bribed them with bourbon to <laughs> to go around the big tree that was and, and make that dip. So they, they bribed them oh, to wow. come a couple of miles down. So that because in Tennessee it was illegal to duel, in Kentucky it was legal. So people would walk across that state line to that farm, have a drink, get liquored up, go outside and shoot at each other and have a duel, which is the truth. So that ground is dueling grounds. So, I'm like, my mind is blown right <laughs> know, now. I'm just the crazy yeah, <laughs> I need to seriously from everything you so guys the, have been saying. The name of the farm is Lincoln Pinch, and I don't know, we don't know where the name came from, but the name of the farm is that. So, our distillery in town, we have a craft distillery. So, so Mark named the distillery Dueling Grounds Distillery. The name of his bourbon is Lincoln Pinch, and Kentucky just passed where he can have an off site tasting site. So, we, as of while we got here, Um, are able to do off-site tastings now at that site. And that hasn't been open. We had it, we have it fixed, but we haven't been able to to get it open on a a, um, regular basis. So now, when we get back, that's our big, huge project is we're going to start being able to have people come there and tour the site. We have a wonderful person who retired from the State Historic Society. That's his thing with Civil War reenactments. He knows his stuff. He's in charge. I'm like, here's here are the keys. He tells a wonderful story. They reenact the duel, and now you can have a shot of bourbon and you know taste and the bourbon. It. It's really have- really a cool combination. And for we us.
2: actually have dueling pistols yes. that you load with gunpowder. So when you see the reenactment, it's you know aside from any yeah. any <laughs> real life injury, sure. you actually get to see it the way yeah. it was, and that's just. And so cool, because when are, where else are you yeah. going to see that? So.
1: And Sam Houston was the most famous person, I guess, to stop there. Kitty Wells. Well, no, wait, I'm, I'm ahead of myself. That's more with the June Carter. Kitty Wells also got married there. That's where I'm grabbing that. But um, Jenny Lynn, she also stayed at the inn. I don't know if you guys yeah, know who absolutely. she is. And um, she and Sam Houston are probably the most famous people that we've tracked from the records. There was a
2: rumor that um, Andrew Jackson once stopped through, yeah. um, but that rumor is at so many attractions in the Tennessee, Kentucky, and like it's very hard um, to pinpoint that. Also, just a random fact, um, during the Civil War, they burned down our original courthouse. All of the documents, that, got it yeah yes, so that'll went with it so when people like us are trying to go back and really connect those little details sometimes there's, there's a like that giant hole yeah yep. it's just like somebody took white out and we go <laughs> we can kind of guess what happened but we're still working through it and eventually we're hoping that you know something will tie those pieces together but we're always solving mm-hmm. a mystery <laughs> we're always trying yeah.
0: so we are at esto <laughs> it's obviously an education conference you know, Amy, you started your job four minutes before a global pandemic. You've been at your job for four minutes. You know, what right. what what are you guys looking to get out of the next couple of days and what is exciting to you about here?
1: I think some new ideas and maybe some new ways to um, market our town, mostly. Um, we, we, you know, we have the journalism background, but I know there are things out there and of course everything online. I mean, we're in the middle of an update on our website, which hasn't been done in at least 15 years. And um, we have started some. I actually hired her first as social media, and then it just came. That's a full time job in and of itself. Sure but now is. I've grown. Yep. Yeah. Can you can you design this brochure? And uh, you know, so just some new ideas and how do other people do things, which is really what I did with the Main Street. When I would go to the conferences, I would see. Okay, so they're a big city and they do this, but how can I do that at home and make it smaller and make it fit for us? Mm-hmm. And um, you know the smallest idea can make a big change in your town if you can absolutely figure yeah. out how to do it and we're pretty creative with how to make things happen so but.
2: yeah i'm really interested in learning more about how branding is done at you know the different states and what people are doing oh we're using the hashtag visit franklin ky to really filter any visitors in the photos and you know really trying to get that interaction going but i think the branding is the most interesting mm-hmm. because Um, as we heard from a speaker earlier, I mean, it's really your authenticity. It tells who you are and that's, what's going to grab people or not, because if they don't relate to that, you know, they, that might be a hit or miss. So I think from the tourism aspect, just really focusing on branding and like Amy mentioned earlier, um, you know, our ideas were really starting from ground zero, not just because of the pandemic, but also because we're updating what was done a certain way for 20 years. (laughs) So we really have the opportunity to make it what we hope to make it. So that's true.
0: So Amy, the, my favorite question to kind of ask, you know, executive directors in, the, in this position is, and I know you, you've been in the position for, let's call it two and a half years for easy math, right. but um, are there any ideas on the top of your mind, because you've been there for mm-hmm. such a long time, that you would like to be your legacy when you, you know, go to the next chapter? Like, is there something that you're like, this town would be super awesome if we could add this thing or do with that thing? And I know maybe the Dueling Grounds is part of that, but like, is there another project that you'd be super excited about?
1: I think um, what what I'm most passionate about is our, is art and our art installation. We're a very artsy town. We've got the music, most most of our music people are the musicians for the people that, you know, the the artists that live in Nashville. So art and music. And my biggest thing when I start, when I left the newspaper was I wanted to be a town where people would stay. Like, I didn't want everybody to grow up, go to college, not come home. I came home. I came home for personal reasons, and I love Franklin. I did the same thing. I walked in the paper and said, I will be here two years, and then I will leave. And, you know, 20 years later, I'm like, I am still here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I found that I loved, I loved the, the, Part of what I loved about journalism was telling a story. So I wanted, I want to be able to create reasons for 20-year-olds to stay and raise their family there. You can still run and go and do other things. We're close enough. But I think getting that mentality there was the most important thing to me, for people to say, hey, yeah, we can live there. We We don't have to fight the traffic. You know, you know everybody. You get a flat tire, somebody's gonna stop and help you. You know, some of the things that might not happen in a big, larger city. So that's I hope that's my legacy. I hope I've made it more livable and more um, attractive. To to I want everyone to come, but I also want our hometown people to stay. I really do. And people like you. Like I, I've lived there my whole life so I know what's there, but I like the perspective of somebody coming in and saying, "This, you know, we could do this and this and this, or this is maybe what you're missing. And with our public art, that's just taken a huge um, jump in our amount of visitors because it, people are coming to see it what we need to learn how to do is make sure that people know it's there yeah yes. for sure because we got cool really cool stuff going on there okay i just want you to talk about your sculpture park because you guys were <laughs> telling me earlier and i'm obsessed and i'm going to come visit to see this as well as all the other things that you've mentioned okay you don't need to let me tell okay so we have a high school um we have one high school town so we have a high school um, welding teacher very creative and at the end of every school year, his senior students have a project. So their first project was a, a little spaceship, like the little shuttle thing that breaks off of, you know, yeah, and lands yep. in the water. Usually, well, in the middle of the night. So it was a big secret that they had built this thing. In the middle of the night, appeared in a field right on our main highway with a big parachute attached to it. He actually called me the af- that afternoon before because I knew it was coming and said, you don't have an alien costume, do you? And I was like, actually I do, let me get it. So I took my life-size um, Elf on the Shelf, Put an alien costume on him that we'd used. We had the solar eclipse came through our town, yeah. so that yep. is why I had an alien costume, just to clarify. So we put him inside this, and the next morning when when dawn came, I mean people started seeing it and calling, and and all the news all the news people came to see it. I mean it was it was really it was really neat. And then when you get up close to it, you figure out that it's the high school because of what's written on it. Sure. So um, that was our first, and then from there it's just exploded. They've made two horses out of horseshoes, life size horses. We have a, a really cool. Tree that you can hang locks on, like you see on the bridges yeah. and towns in towns and Make-a-Wish. We have um, the fork in the road, which came on down. It's the tallest fork in Kentucky. It's 20 foot tall fork. It's out in the middle, really, of the country, and um, it's it's in the fork you just have to see it but it's really cool and it attracts tons of people and not far from that he's made so many things we ran out of places to put it so when i was in downtown development i was able to say okay let's put the tree here and let's put the horse here and i'm like okay you have to stop (laughs)
2: making things or we
1: have to find a place so we actually have a park now and we have a knife a 20-foot tall knife to go with the fork we have what else is out there the space shuttle thing is out there now and we have a huge Weather vane that is made out of the top of it is a glider plane that they purchased that was in a University of Pennsylvania in their lobby, and um, then they took the the poles from the football field that were the light poles. They saved one. He put the glider plane on top of that, and it actually rotates and it tells you if you're north, south, east, or oh, wow. west. It's really really cool. Yeah, very cool. And um, they just installed that back in May. I guess at the end of the school year, and the students, the, the students did it. I mean, they were out there working. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's really cool, and um, the, you know the locals love it. But it's amazing to see how many people travel through there just to see the art, mm-hmm. and then we have murals and stuff downtown that. Um, What's really cool
2: about the Sculpture Park is the, you know, the welding kids, um, they have their own shop at the high school. And so the goal is that when they graduate, if they want to go into welding, they can walk off the stage and essentially be certified already, which is awesome. But then imagine having the community pride of people literally coming from all over the country to see the largest fork and you made that. And so like there's just like a lot of. Just local pride about it and it's just a way to
1: show off like the education aspect of the school systems as well so
0: very cool so, so if you
1: yeah. if you pass through Franklin the fork in the road has its own GPS you can just look it up and, <laughs> and drive straight to
0: it'll <laughs> <laughs> so. do so Amy if people want to learn more where, where should they go I know you're rebuilding the website but when it's rebuilt and ready yes. to go where should they go um,
1: it's visit Franklin KY. but we're also on um, Instagram visit Franklin KY, and on Facebook we're still a big Facebook town um Franklin Simpson. Tourism. Awesome. Tourism. So and we are on TikTok as well. Oh yes, we are Visit on TikTok right now that we have Megan. So <laughs> we have three. I'm gonna have her make one here. There you go. I tried to get her to do it in the airport she <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't. Too soon.
0: <laughs> Amy, Megan, thanks for the time.
1: Thank you. Thank you, thank you.